Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. I'm ZD Donahue. Get off your phone, Mom. I'm already here. That's. <laughs> I'm closing out. I, I had a friend. Your calendar. My programs. We have to schedule all of our. Um, Public appearance, yes. appearances. Uh, no, I, appearances. Appearances. Mary <laughs> has a public appearance tomorrow. We, we, yes, yes, we do. We just get calls from the press all the time, you know, fabulous. Actually, and this is true. We're not even making it up. No, but we told them they couldn't cut. Like, this lady contacted us and was like, we want to do a little story on um, businesses that are using podcasts. And I was like, great. I'll call you after our, our recording session mm-hmm. this afternoon. She goes, well, can we come by and take pictures? And I was like, <laughs> We're no. in our pajamas. <laughs> no, you may not. I haven't washed my hair in like five days. And let's do one of our more formal recordings. Mom's not feeling so hot. And, you know, so uh, we'll record in pretty close tomorrow. So <laughs> sometimes there's like the Down and Dirty podcast and there's the, you know, Fancy cleaned up podcast. That's right. That's right. Um, we're podcasting while your kids napping real quick or whatever. Yeah, one's made for radio. One's made for TV. Exactly. This is they're not. This is a radio. This podcast. is radio. We're dressed for radio. Um, and my face on for radio. And we are in the middle of our subject for today. Oh, we're, what is it? It's our. Well, I don't even like this word, but this is the subject stash. Oh, yeah. fabric stash. Fabric stash. I think because, mm, well, you know, it's a really fairly new term. Right. I um, I wrote, I added this to the Trello. We can have an episode about Trello later. I added this to our board on Trello of podcast ideas on March 1st. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, actually very recently, Abby Glassenberg, who's another uh, podcaster and pattern uh, pattern designer, she sent out a, an email about uh, her weekly newsletter and discussed this word stash. And she's like, why do we call it this word that has to do with something secret or un, uh, something illegal? And she talked about an interview with Kathy Fassett, who is, a pa- who is a fabric designer. And they said something like, well, when do you clean out your stash? I don't know what. He said, oh, no, that's my paint box. Right, or yeah. or your library, or or, or your yeah. cachet. Yes, you're you're whatever you right. know. But well, you know, Linda was teaching a class, our quilting right. teacher was teaching a class called "Sew Your Stash," and I was like, no, 
<laughs> or how to clip what is it how to get rid of your stash, stash? there's stash busting there yeah now they were cutting they ended up cutting things right. up to make something you know it's not like they were like throwing it away or something hey, i'd be better off calling it my mm-hmm. my fabric hoard because yeah. i have no intention of trying to get rid of it or make it smaller absolutely not no right. and right. i don't feel bad buying new fabric no, uh, you no know, because you I, get pleasure out of the experience of buying that fabric. And it does inspire you. It and does. It, you know, you try to sew something with, you know, five things of fabric, it, like, around you. I mean, of course you can do that, you know, and there are some that sometimes it's fun to limit yourself to a well, palette okay. or something. But, you know. Let me talk about the process. Yeah, talk about the process. I think a lot of people, especially, well, quilters or fabric sewers, either one. They go, they pick out. Garment sewers. Oh, what I say? <laughs> fabric <garment> sewers. sewers. <laughs> that too. So, gar- gar- so garment sewer, bag sewer, yes. hobby sewer, doll sewer, whatever. I think generally the process is you go and you see a pattern uh-huh. or see something and you think, I want to make that. And you find a pattern mm-hmm. and you get this pattern and it has the fabric yardage. Sure listed out on it and what you need and what color mm-hmm. and what variety and what type or whatever but it tells you what you need and then you go around to the fabric store yep and you pick these things out and then you get it cut in these proper sizes pieces and you take it home and you sew it <laughs> or you don't that's how you get stashed yeah, that's <laughs> or, or hoard or whatever but but that's that's the process yeah that is not my process. Right. And Mallory is not familiar with that earlier process because she's always seen my process. Yeah, I, um, I'm i very spoiled in that I've grown up with just like a ton of fabric around me. People will be like, oh, I had to go buy some lace. Or they used to say, where'd you get that lace? And I'm oh, it's just <laughs> Out of my mother's At, at my room. house. Yeah, yes. exactly. You know, at my house. I'm really lucky. I think that it's important to buy fabric when you like it. Right. And and what happens is when I say that to someone, I say, well, if you like it, buy it. And they go, well, how do I know it will go with what I want? If you like it, it will go with the other stuff you like. That's right. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have fabric that I've had for 20 years and fabric that I've had for two years that wind up going into the same project. Absolutely. I, I also hear a lot of like, you know, oh, my husband will kill me if I come home with this or something. And I'm like, okay, well, your husband should never kill you. You know, I, I mean. Don't it, tell it, him. Yeah. Or, Here's or, what you do. You whatever. put it in. <laughs> no, no, don't yeah. put your fabric in your freezer. You have a hobby. Oh, I didn't no. know people did that. No, you yeah. have a hobby. Right. He probably has a hobby. Right. You are not like, you probably raised his children and you are uh, a hard cook his food or something. Person or who, maybe he raised the children and you, whatever. But like Everybody why, needs something. Everybody right. has a hobby. And it's right. not, I don't know, I think some somehow... Oh, I just got like a feminist conspiracy theory. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did 
Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Talking I really about did. fabric. I got Mallory. one. I got a, I got one in my mind. I'm like, people of the sewing sewing world, sewing stopped being popular because like they wanted to keep the ladies down and not, you know, allow them creative expression. Sorry. Anyway, you know, no, I will tell you why I got this feminist conspiracy theory. We're going off on a tangent here, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it. I went to visit with our property manager, who's also a good friend of ours, right. Ben, and I was meeting him out like in the common area in a in Parkade, right? So I go up to him and he's speaking to another gentleman, and I haven't told you the story yet. Uh oh, am I, I gonna go like go nuts? Oh yeah. And I say I was like, oh well, hello, and Ben's like, oh, have you met? I don't know, Bob the chauvinist, and I was like, <laughs> no, nice to meet you, Bob. You know, and I didn't know this about him yet, I guess. You know, and um. <clears throat> You know, he's like, oh, well, you know, Mallory runs Evie's sewing studio. And he's like, oh, well, I've only, I haven't been in there a lot. And we chuckle because I, you know. He doesn't look he like doesn't he does. So, yeah. or a ha, ha, ha. You know, and that that's fine, you know. He's, I tried to give him some business. But and the clothes I, he has on weren't sewn by anyone. No. Right? It, it, well, he, Ever. That, yeah. that wasn't even, I didn't get this vibe from him yet. Right. Even. Yeah, okay. Just wait. And so then I, I say, he says, he says, I tried to give him some business. I needed a button sewn on. And I was like, yeah, I only sew on buttons for myself, you know. And we give out a card of a great lady who does alterations, you know, for us. And so that's probably what we did when <clears throat> Bob the Chauvinist came in. Um, sorry, Nora. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, we. Nora's is, Nora is our seamstress. And she yeah. listens yeah. to the podcast. So hello. Hey, um, Nora. So then he. We, I think we're finishing up our conversation. Like, now I can have my business meeting, right, with, right. The, with the property manager. But, you know, Bob keeps sticking around. And he goes, you know, my second wife, <laughs> my current wife. Oh, current. Okay. Wait, hold on. Just listen. Okay. My second wife, my current wife, she just, she apologizes every time she gets out the sewing machine. And I was like, oh, <laughs> What are where are we going with this? You know, because because and the reason she does because my first wife, it was a big point of contention with us the sewing, and I was like, uh, uh, really, you know? And I mean, he knows what my story is. He's been in it. He has. He does not have the excuse of like being ignorant about where I work. And he says, yeah, because you know, it's you can't have stuff everywhere and keep the house clean. And you da 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 da. And I was well, like, apparently, well, hold on. Yeah. I was just like okay, sir, you know, like maybe this would be someone who would kill their wife if they came home with some more fabric, and I don't know about a person like that. And so then he keeps going on and on, and I said, well, don't come to ZD's for your third wife because they all love to sew over there. I just said this to him, and he kept going on and on about how terrible it was, the sewing machine, and this uh, clearly ruined his relationship. Maybe his wife wasn't a great lady. I have no idea but he, he just went on and on about how terrible sewing is um, for a marriage. And I guess if you, like, are married to someone who hates your passion, 
you might have a bigger issue there. And yeah, he went on and on. And I finally was like, well, Ben, do we need to meet at another time? And Ben's like, no, no, no. I have a meeting with Mallory right now, Bob the Chauvinist. We'll see you later. And then I found out what his business was. And I'll never be going there ever. Okay. And none of my friends will but be there. But he also can't get her to sew a button on for him. No, he doesn't He doesn't want it. He hates sewing so much that he didn't. He but he did, came to our shop to get a button sewn That's right. On. He wanted it done somewhere else. The dirty art yeah. of, you know. I, oh, it was so gross. I, I thought, I, and then ben, ben goes, well, that, that was mildly misogynist. And I was like. <laughs> Mild. I, I used some words. And I said, no, that was outright misogyny you know he just talked about how stupid his wife was for sewing <laughs> i don't know what he'd think about our men that saw well but... i yeah i was just like you don't i don't don't talk to me then bye-bye you know wow and I, I also think that sometimes people think they can speak in such a way to me because i look young i don't know why i think that i don't know oh, i've no, seen some people I've just, seen people well, do that to you though too yeah. it's definitely a a lady thing, though, I think sometimes with some men. Well, we went from fabric stash to misogynistic men do, who hate sewing. Do not apologize <laughs> for your fabric stash. No. You know, and yeah, okay, don't buy every single fabric you see, obviously. But there's no reason to feel guilty if, if sewing is your hobby and your passion, passion. or whatever. You know, then you need to buy the tools to do you know, my husband said to me one time, of course, there's all these sewing machines, and you are much younger, so he didn't know how, mu if, how much any of the girls were going to be into mm -hmm. the sewing or the fabric or whatever. And I do have a very large studio in my home with a lot of fabric. And he did allude to the fact that on the one wall, the R rating, which is the insulation <laughs> rating, is probably about 120 because it's stacked <laughs> against that wall, right? And he just said to me, I said, is that like something you have a problem with? And he goes, no. He goes, I'm just wondering, like, if you die first, what do I do with all that fabric? <laughs> and my answer was, you pull that stupid boat you have up <laughs> to the window and throw all the fabric in it and sink it someplace. Because what am I going to do with the boat? <laughs> Here's the thing about the fabric and the boat. You know, mom sewed for us uh, all our lives and costumes and fun things and dog corsets and, and boat covers. And boat covers. That's another right, episode, right. right? Okay. She sewed all those things for us all our lives. And, you know, she uses the studio all year round. That boat only gets used during the summer. And I love the boat. I water skied. That's right. Got great memories with my dad on the boat, you know. But, yeah, I mean, let's not put the sewing, like, lower on the totem pole which is that's wrong. Low on the totem pole is actually well. Honestly, but, you know. I mean, to me that that sounds like an excuse mm -hmm. because everybody needs to have their own interest. Yeah, and anyone can choose to criticize your interest, no matter what it is. Because I can choose to criticize the boat that my husband has. I can choose what else does he? Oh, I he, my husband races. He does triathlons. Let me tell you about how many bicycles hang in our think, garage. Do you think? You know, I could criticize about that and tell him how stupid it is to have all those things. And it's not. He goes to work every day, and he deserves to have things that make him happy. That's right. And I'm, I'm, don't misinterpret me as saying, like, all men have a problem with sewing because mom and I are married. No, just who, Bob the misogynist. Yeah, just Bob. The, we're just talking about Bob the misogynist here. You know, don't worry about that. But have you ever gone into Bass Pro and seen the sign Oh, your wife called. You can buy whatever you want. Yeah, so you see that about fabric Gross. too. You no, no, no. That, yeah. What I'm no, right. you missed it. 
It's not in Bass Pro. Oh, it's not in Bass no, Pro. No, oh. it is only in the sewing store. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if I want to spend, let's use a, a figure, $5,000 on something. Ha, ha, ha. If I wanted to spend that, I'd talk to Derek about it. And if he wanted right. to spend that, he'd talk to right. me about right. it. You know, like obviously, you know, purchases. And I, I think, I think, co- I, think a, I think couples, I think yeah. families have a dollar amount sure. sort of. Everybody's uh, got you know, a I'll, I'll spend $100 mm-hmm. that maybe I don't get sure. authorized sure. or had a family discussion about. But if I'm going to spend 5 or 10 I probably say, I'm thinking about spending $5,000 on this. What do you think? <laughs> and he might say, I think we don't have that. Or it might not need to go there or, right away. No, because I just bought a bike or whatever. Right. You know. yeah. Oh, Any- no. Oh, no. I need a new bike. Anyway, right I think that part of the reason the stash needs to, you know, that, that maybe women feel like they've got to be functional more in their hobby or something like that is, is part of this culture. And I don't think it's to fair. rationalize. Yeah, to rationalize right. and rationalize. And you know, I if I show somebody fabric or a machine in the store, I'm never pushy about it. I hope no one ever feels like they have to right. use their husband as an excuse to like get away from me as a shop right. owner. You know, but I, you know, if I say, "Oh, look at this beautiful fabric," and somebody's like, "I love it," oh my god, it's thirty dollars a yard. I don't want to buy that. So we're you not know, a, we're so, not embarrassed no. of our fabric. Holdings. No, we're not embarrassed about and, and no. we don't have like your yeah the person I I don't remember who you said called it be shameful of your stash. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not at all. No. I, I I mean, in fact, my kids just like you said. I, I know Hillary has said things like, "Oh, my mom's probably got that. We don't have to worry about right, going and buying right. it." Or you know, she has come in and said, "I need a costume tomorrow." Yeah. And guess what? It turns out to be the most fantastic costume anybody's seen because I've got the fabric. And I bought it twenty years ago. You know, so yeah. Okay. Speaking of twenty years ago, how about? Well, gosh, how long ago? It's like fifty years ago. Um, somebody's like, "Well, I bought this fabric in the nineteen seventies. I haven't used it. I'm never going to use it." And I said, "You know." I just made a dress out of some fabric that my mom bought that's in the right. 1970s. And I made this dress, and she goes, that's exactly the dress I thought of when I bought the fabric. And we used it. Of course, maybe you need to clean out. So, I don't know. You move to a smaller house. Whatever. But You can always give fabric away. It's gifts. Feel, don't feel right. bad about it. Don't feel bad about your stash. You my, know? I recently made a costume for my husband. I, it's been maybe two years ago. Oh, yeah. And he was... He was going to a party. This had to do with his racing, his triathlon. They had a triathlon, I don't know, costume ball or something. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what they call it. We'll see it. the bell of the ball. <laughs> you were supposed to dress like you dressed in high school. You were supposed to come dressed as, and of course, he's the old man racing, right? Yeah. So he needs something from, like, late 60s, early 70s uh-huh. to, to dress in. And I said, pull some pictures, you know, pull some images off the internet. It won't be a problem. I can whip you something up, you know. So I wound up making him like this flowery tunic thing and we put godets and made him bell-bottom jeans and oh my God, he actually bought a wig and wore a long wig and I made him a headband to go on it and all this. But I laid out like these three fabrics and I said to him, Pick one of these fabrics, you know, that I'm going to make your shirt out of. And he says to me, well, do these look like they're from the 70s? <laughs> and I said, they should because they, they are. are. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was just mimicking the 70s and 
It truly was the seventies. He right. didn't realize the authenticity of that's your right. collection. That's absolutely. Yeah. It was totally authentic. That's right. That's right. Well, I I just think that be we, proud of your fabric. Be proud of your fabric. Do with it what you will. Without uh, you shouldn't feel fear or shame. There's about no, your you fabric. don't have to hide your fabric. No. You need to treat it well. You can get it out. You can pet it. Yep. Whatever you want to do. You can you can get your fabric out. Look at it and not use it and put it back and get it out another time. And it will be a productive experience. Evie Hawkins talks about doing that. She, she calls her wall of fabric her wonder wall. There you go. Because she sits in front of it and wonders what she's going to do with That's it. That's right. And then she'll get it out and pet it, and, you know, and all that stuff. I mean, you know, even if you do make something artistic or something that doesn't seem functional, it doesn't matter. You know, and no. so much of sewing is functional. Even, you know, right. we, mom and I don't quilt. Quilts, a lot of times. They get put on beds. Right. They get loved by children. They get, you know, uh, or if you do make an art quilt, it's a gorgeous thing to look at or something like that, you know. Uh, and then if you make clothing, well, duh, you know, functional. Right. So, yeah. Our boat covers. You know, I, I would love to hear a stash shaming story or a story of stash redemption from one of our listeners. From someone out there. Yes. Let us know. Uh, in the comments, or you can email us. You can email me at Mallory at SoHere.com. My name is spelled M-A-L-L-O-R-Y. I guess it's important. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, share some stories with us. We'd love to hear them. Love your stash. Love your sewing room. Say goodbye, Mom. Goodbye, Mom. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.